Hello there, this is Sharon Lee Sapatha, podcaster here at Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me, which is the same title of my newest book on Amazon. So stories of grit and not giving up and determination, a little funny, dark humor, and just in general life, you know how life just kind of knocks you on the butt. Um, But I'm so pleased and happy to bring my guest on, I'm going to just get to it because you know, we're just going to get to it. But I have Miss Christina Mead here, who's with um, the founder of Nerdy Girls. Mm-hmm. Is it Nerdy Girls? It's Nerdy Girls Success. Nerdy Girls Success. We were just talking, <laughs> so my brain went, ah. um, But I'm going to let Christina do a lot of talking because I love to hear the stories of my guests. So, Christina, who are you and what do you do and, and what's happening? Uh, wow, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, so again, like you said, I'm the founder, executive director of Nerdy Girl Success. Uh, we work primarily with teen girls, and it really is focusing on um, educating and encouraging them um, to pursue business and political leadership positions. Those are two areas where uh, women are underrepresented currently. Absolutely. And then it's also two areas where when we get... Um, a variety of voices within leadership will have a huge impact on how society views those other people, how they view women, how they view women of color. Everything right. is in there. And so we just so it's like a huge mentorship up. type of tools, mentorship, careers, how-tos, um, successes, um, fuck-ups. I mean, things that we all go wrong as as serious business women, I'm not talking about somebody who's not not an entrepreneur who's full time making a, a living out of it or a hobbyist. So, are those the things that you look for to help these girls? Exactly. So, it's a lot of there's mentorship that's involved. There's also hands on where they're actually doing. I'm a former school teacher, and so really just believe in you know getting in, getting your hands dirty. That's the best way that you learn how to do it. So, we really are. The girls are experiencing, while they're learning about mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, they're actually doing entrepreneurship and they're learning from women who are leaders in different uh, industries. In different industries. So you've had um, doctors, lawyers, dentists, um, authors, writers, people who own auto dealerships, graphic and the designs, diners, everything. everything. Oh, you start me on auto dealers. I'm like, very few like, women that own no, that. So I've, I'm actually connected with a woman on Facebook. And so who yeah. owns her own auto body shop, but then like, that's a whole nother thing. We're going to oh, be yeah. doing thing. Oh, absolutely. Introducing girls to the trades, welding, electrician, absolutely. Plumber, all of that. Cause there's lots of money in those industries. Those are industries that are needed to, you exactly. never going to not need a plumber or an air conditioned technician, you know, exactly. Your toilet is always going to plug. <laughs> and something else that I found um, that's that we're, we're we're going up the ranks is also in podcasting. Um, I wanted to do a podcast since 2017. I've been wanting to do a podcast. Here we are in 2019, um, and it took me a while because I wanted to make sure I had all the other things set up for it. But I still see very few women in the podcast right. industry. And why, why is that? Do you think? I just want your opinion as an intelligent woman. I mean, why do you think we're not in it as much as other people? And that's a really great question, and I, and it's something that I've kind of wondered myself as to why in certain industries don't we see more women there? And I don't know if it's because there's tech involved, and so you know what I mean, like these microphones or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing and laughing because yes, I'm looking at my mixing board here and all the little buttons and. It has been trial and error. As a matter of fact, this is our second run on the podcast. But yeah, it is techie. It is 
one of those things that I don't know. You just have to figure it out. It is, and it is, and I think there's there's a there's a thing <laughs> that's out there that I've noticed um, as almost like a recurring theme in a lot of different industries that. Um, Men and I'm not. I just I'm gonna put this disclaimer out there right now. I am not a man basher, man hater at all. Of course, but um, it seems more acceptable to let men fail at things, and it's like, oh well, okay, you know that's okay. But when women fail at something, oh well, then this isn't something for women. You know, like if it's movies, you know, like with directors. So you've mm-hmm. got uh, a movie that was done by a man. It was directed, produced, everything like that by a man, and it fails. Oh, well, that's kind of crappy. He gets another chance to do another movie. Um, a mm-hmm. woman director is doing a movie, and it flops. She's less likely to get the next movie deal. So those kinds of – and it's just – and it's other little areas where it's just kind of like oh, – or people don't respond to that. You know, people don't want to see that. And so I'm just kind of wondering. So I just look at different things. It's like, what is it that is keeping women from wanting to try those things? So is it because it's kind of like, oh, that's not for, you know, somebody, another woman went out there and just, mm-hmm. oh, women don't really like podcasts. You know what right. I'm saying? So um, I can kind of relate to that. I know with um, my book, I'm not here to, to promote the book. I'm here to interview you, but it does tie in yeah. Middle Finger Happiness on the way over here. I did a short video because I'm getting responses from people. They're like, I love the book. Or they're like, I had no idea what you were going to have. Well, hello. It's middle finger happiness. We're not talking tea and crumpets and (laughs) Patty Baker fucking man. It's going to tell you the title. And if you read the back of the book, it's going to tell you. So I don't know if it was acceptable. I didn't ask permission. But back to what you were saying about directing a movie. We just, just need to keep doing it. And I think what happens is... We have to set the example so that other young women mm-hmm. can say, oh, well, look, that was a flop, but she didn't stop. Exactly. Or, oh, my God, that was a total mess up, but she didn't stop. Or, oh, right. my God. she, d-. And that's how you do it. I know. That's like what I told with the, the girls that I spoke with last year. Um, just because you make a mistake doesn't make you a mistake. Oh, and I think a lot of times that's so true. we as women just, I don't know if it's our wiring or whatever, but a lot of times we internalize internalize if something if we mm-hmm. made a mistake or something like that that we internalize that, that there's something wrong no, and no, 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 with no, me no. and it's Actually, and that's not the case. We are exactly. all made of mistakes. As a matter right. of fact, if the more uh I don't even heard of uh, fuck up nights. You've heard of TED Talks. Right. Well fuck up nights is kind of the spin off of TED Talks and it's right. international. Um and I was a speaker there with some other friends and if you didn't have those mistakes and failures and speed bumps you wouldn't have your successes. They go right. hand in hand. So we have to make sure we are showing that side of us and not having a filter. You know, that mm-hmm. filter. Everybody has a filter. They want their skin to look smoother. Oh. They want us to look <laughs> younger, thinner, whatever. But when it comes to showing your work, um, and I always say this. I said it in another well, you know, I write all the time, and it's like process is messy. Mm-hmm. So we have to let young women know process is messy um, and give them that boost of confidence to continue to do that. Um, so I want everybody else to know that you're working on something this summer. Um, yeah. 
tell us about that. So we've got um, the summer camp. So in the past couple of years, we've had just one summer camp, the Summer Business Camp for Girls. Mm -hmm. Take girls from concept to actually running the business for a day. They learn the different aspects of business from women who are leaders in those different industries, like with graphic design, social media, content writing, which by the way, Ms. Sharon is going to be one of the instructors there. I'm very excited about that. But then we're adding two camps this year. We've got one that's called Becoming a Girlpreneur. So that is where we're working with um, older, a little bit older high school girls and showing them how to essentially take your idea and create a business development. They're going through a lean canvas. That'll end with a pitch contest. And then we're doing Girls in Office, which um, I feel like I've misnamed that camp a little bit because it's not so much like running for office. It's more like teaching girls how city and state government works. You have to know how the machine works in order to be able to affect the change that you want to have in your community. And so we're going to be taking um, one particular problem that they want to see changed, like they want to work on, and then teaching them how to do that and how those systems work. Um, and that's a camp that actually, fingers crossed, that it actually goes the way that I want it to because we'll actually that will lead into a fall program where we'll take those girls. They'll end with creating an action plan. Awesome. And then in the fall, those girls who want to be like, let's see this through fruition, we'll actually walk them through then putting that action plan in place and creating the change they want to see in their community. And how do you get the word out and how many peop- people, how many girls are allowed in the camp? Is there a limit? Is it... You know, all those people that are listening going, oh, I would love my daughter to be a part of that. And so um, what's the cap on the classroom per workshop? And then the other question, there's two questions. How does a girl go, oh, you know, I want to I want to learn how to be a dentist or you know what? I also have art. So which one do they choose or can they do both or how does that work? So those are those. So um, and what I tell parents, too, is that within these two um, camps, it doesn't really matter if she doesn't think that she wants to be an entrepreneur. Because, again, if she wants to be an artist, chances are she needs to know what these business skills are. Oh, yes. And a lot of the things that they're learning, public speaking, Mm -hmm. they've got this safe environment where they can flex those leadership muscles. Yeah, muscle. All of that. And. Um, so it's it's great um, it's great for all areas of their life whether they're ever going to go in business or not um, because they're going to have to be in positions where they are making decisions they're going to have to problem solve mm-hmm. all of that but those are skills um, that you take even to work I know right. when I it was in corporate America you're always I love this statement you're always on the edge of your decision you're on the edge mm-hmm. of your choice did I make the right decision did I make the right choice and so most of my jobs if not all of them I always treated them as if it was my little company and so those are skills I don't think they're taught in school I don't even think they're not taught at home so is that something you're going to implement in your camp those are things that absolutely are implemented in their camp um, all the time they are presented with the information okay they make the decision so whether it is like they at the the summer business camp for girls they're um here is what you're going to sell. I mean, just for sake of time, they're told like, here are the notebooks that you're going to be selling. Here are all these different designs you can choose from. This is the landing cost of each item. This is your inventory budget. You guys decide mm, what are you there going you to be go. selling. How are you going to make the decision as to which designs you're going to pick? And so they, they learn about like market research, all of that kind of stuff. And that's research. I mean, any decision, any big decisions that you're going to be making, right? you want to kind of instill that like not going off half cocked about like right, making right. that decision is like 
doing the research and so teaching them teaching that process. Them. Yeah. Now there's another thing that I'm big on. I love. Do you talk about the white space in that industry? And some people don't know what the white space is. It's. <laughs> I'm just here to. I, I was introduced to that word yeah. um, a year and a half ago. Because somebody asked me, well, what's your white space? I'm like, what, what, what does that mean? So I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like, I know what I think my interpretation mm-hmm. of white space is. It's just kind of like where the void is. Right. There's those gaps yeah. of the opportunity where exactly. people are missing um, chances um, right. to, to, to take it to the next level. And I always tell people that, um, yeah, that's where you're going to find your, your success. Is, is it, and even your exactly. failures. It's in those white spaces of that particular industry. Um, and we and we do those are things that again it's kind of like what's making essentially that the white space is what's making you different what isn't out there exactly. that kind of thing where's your spin on it and again those are all things that we're teaching them how to do we bring up those conversations so that way they're thinking about things like that I you know that's really cool it's really something needed I wish there was something like that for when I was growing up um, for me it was trial and error because you know we were told you know go to right. school be a teacher mm-hmm. be a you know and we talked about kindergarten and art and we're going to bring that we're going to circle the wagon around like they say here in texas but now as an artist i knew i wanted to be a writer actually i knew i wanted to be a writer um at 16 because i'd started journaling a long time ago but i also knew i wanted to be an artist by kinder because i was in overcrowded school and never got to paint when i did get to paint was so thrilling but i want everyone to know your story about your (laughs) kids traumatic tell, tell us about your story with art so my kindergarten story with art is that i actually failed art um and so uh, those of you who ask like how, how do you hell how does do a kindergartner fail art? art i mean um, that was your teacher though that was she was very uh particular and yeah. so you had to she wanted your 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 crayon strokes because you know we were such great artists and um, to all go in one direction all had to be in one direction I was just all over the place I was outside the lines I thought it looked beautiful she thought it looked like shit uh, uh, and so I got an F but so, you yeah, know, cause I, didn't, I, I guess because I didn't follow directions and I don't follow directions did that well. really did that hurt I don't want to use the word hurt because it didn't hurt you because apparently you're you know such a badass now but <laughs> did it did it what did it slow you down in your thoughts of like your belief in yourself because I know for me as a writer, I was told that uh, writers are right. not a real living. You know, that's not a real form of, of making a living. So how did that affect you? So um, at the time, I, I remember being, like, pissed off. I mean, I definitely was like, F you. F you. You know, again, like I said, if I if I knew the F-bomb back then when I was in <laughs> You had your little middle finger happiness know, there. Exactly. Lady. But um, I also know that, like, in that instance, I was angry but then the next time I'm trying to go and do art, what's in the back of my head is I'm not any good at this. Oh, see, you know? that's those are the experiences that everybody goes through because you just you, nobody comes out of the womb knowing everything right. and being super badass at, at, at their first attempt. Uh, and I, I I do that with my kids. I've always instilled in them like you're gonna fall. Yeah. My God, my my ten year old right now is trying to ride a skateboard. Hello, oh. you know I can't yeah. be laughing and say, "Oh, you fell down." No, you just keep on going. Okay. So you just pick yourself back up. And so get off this there and is get, actually, yeah. if you think about it, because I'm connecting the dots, this is where Nerdy Girl actually was born. Ooh. If you think about it, yeah, it it made such an impact on you, right? That here you are doing this platform for right. girls, so that they don't feel like. Um, 
failures in their attempts to find themselves. And that's Absolutely. basically, gosh, you know, we could just do that. Um, there's another part of you that you're kind of, you shared with me earlier, mm-hmm. and we're going to switch gears here. Um, you're going to Ohio. Yes. And you want to let your audience know, I mean, just a little bit, because I know there's people who are going through this, possibly yeah. the same thing. So um, in addition to trying to um, get the nonprofit up and running and everything like that and, and keeping the momentum there, um, in the background, what I have going on is my mother and grandmother, um, they live together in Ohio. Um, my grandmother's going to be 95 next month. Wow. Um, and my mom's in her 70s. Um, she's been taking care of my grandmother all on her own. And she has some health issues as well. And so what we are doing is we are I'm going up there in a couple of days. And then the end of March, they are uh, we are moving them not just down here to Houston, Texas. They are actually moving into the house into with us. Into your house. Yeah. Mm. And it's um, I feel really... Um, Part of me is very happy about it that I have the opportunity, I have the ability right, to bring right. them down here and to be able to help take that burden off of my mom. Mm-hmm. Not that my grandmother's a burden, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, and she's it's been just, doing that on her own right. and just be able to help her with that. But then I feel like shit because that house that they live in, my mom is the fourth generation to live in that house. My That's grandmother so special. was literally born in that house. It's the only house she's ever lived in her entire my life. life. And they have to now take four generations worth of stuff and heirlooms and essentially they can bring down what they can fit into a shared bedroom. Um, and, and that's, that's something that we don't like, we yeah. don't ever think about that. I mean, when you're in your 30s, 40s, even your 50s, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to live for no one. No. Then you start realizing the stuff that we have, um, that what's going to happen when we do get older. It's like you start, you know, I that never is thought definitely about. a thought that's a whole, that is on my mind more frequently, especially since my husband and I didn't have kids. We chose not to have mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm. And so now it's kind of like, well. Okay. Shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do with all this stuff? Well, see, and that's, see, and that's where, for me, it's like, it's not about the stuff. Because um, growing up, I was in a, we were in a very small house, single mom. So we're in a small house. My mother is very into her things. <laughs> and so for me, it was always, it was a crowded house. And so I never want, so I was very much, we don't have a lot of things. Like right. for me, I'm like, for me, the, the value is in the space around me. Oh yeah. And so, um, I don't have that. It's, it's like, I'm going to need help one day, like getting up off the toilet and who's going to help me do that? You know what? None <laughs> of us, none of us think about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyone think about it? That I just want to more and more in the forethought of like, holy moly. Yeah. yeah. And it's other people. So you're going to have a lot going on. I think you'll be able to handle it though. Cause you're I a tough so, yeah. girl. You're a tough gal. Um, also want to talk about the launch of your new magazine. So yes. let us know about that. I am super excited about that. Um, so in Currently, it's um, digital only. Okay. Um, just because we're keeping it all the the cost of it mm-hmm. low, um, and what it is is it is a platform for women and girls of all ages to have their voices heard. And a lot of the women and girls who contributed to our first issue um, are women and girls who hadn't ever thought about being published before. I'm Aww. like, we have a fr- the photographer for the magazine. She's 11 years old. Aww. You know, so all the way up to. Um, I think I'm probably the oldest contributor in there. But, you know, hey. Um, the wisest. The wisest. The, the wisest. I, know, I won't go that far. But, <laughs> um, but uh, the, it's, it's an opportunity not just for them to get their voices heard, but for us to learn from their experiences Oh, absolutely. As well. And then 100% of the subscription for that um, goes to fund the after-school programs that we do. And the, uh, we're going to go back and forth. So the after-school programs, um, when do they start? 
So that is a great, so um, again, I had a little bit of a pause. I was, last year I was working with the Boys and Girls Club out in Richmond where I work. And okay. once I'm back with mom and grandma, looking at picking that back up again, um, I don't have a physical location. So I go to the places, my volunteers and I go out to. So like if it's at a school or but you know a what? Scout program. Mm-hmm. That is a really good trend. Uh, my yeah. son was at, or is at Horn Elementary and there was an after school program that they come to the school. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I got a tickle and a cough oh, coming. No. Sorry, guys, hang on. <laughs> so going to the places where mm-hmm. the kids are is actually even better because as a parent, yeah. I was thinking, cool, my kid doesn't have to get on a bus. Exactly. My kid can just stay in the gym or mm-hmm. the cafeteria uh, in the school, and then I go pick up my kid at 630 or whatever. Um, so with the magazine mm-hmm. and the after-school program, what are, what are you doing to let the public know about those two endeavors and, and how can we help you with that? Fabulous podcast like this. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Cool. Well, shoot that, out. I was going to say that and just, you know, out on social media mm-hmm. when I'm talking to people like, hey, you know, the next topic of the magazine is intersections. I think you'd be a fabulous contributor. Right. Um, and getting people just, you know, right now it's tapping people on the shoulder like, I think you should, I think you've got a story to tell here and let's tell like, um, I have a friend of mine, her daughter is a is uh, she's in elementary school and she's really like getting into writing and writing sci-fi and so uh, I like tap, I was like hey so like why don't we see about having your daughter contribute a piece mm-hmm. uh, to the magazine well her daughter um, typical of girls a lot of times is that she doesn't think that she's good enough for a magazine so we've been kind of working on that or whatever but then what her mom did I love her mom she's amazing um, but what she did is she wrote a piece and ah. gave it to her daughter and her daughter she's like I didn't even recognize it when it came back but so what they're really working on doing is now it's going to be a mother daughter so like a collaboration so, piece exactly oh yeah. how cool yeah so it's those kinds of opportunities for moms and daughters to get to work together even you so. know what I just had a flashback while I was listening to mm-hmm. you last year last year two years ago my neighbor has um, a fifth grader at the time and she was tutoring my son for math. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me, Sharon, could you tutor Chloe on writing for language? I'm uh-huh. like, sure, you know, we'll flip flop. And so um, I remember looking at her paper and it was actually really good, but her self-esteem was so mm-hmm. low on, on that, oh, I don't think this is a good paper. And I thought, oh my God, this is a great little paper. I would, right. we can tweak this a little bit, but it was actually a pretty good story. And I don't know, where that comes from is it is so sad that as human beings it takes us till we're older to get that badassery right. brave heart hey screw you this is what i'm working on and if you don't like it get in line versus oh i don't know if i should do it well see and i think because here's what i think like with adults like first of all absolutely girls in elementary school have got some pretty nice confidence and then the older they get especially by the time they're hitting high school their self-esteem drops three and a half times more than it does for boys. And where did you get this? Or how so do you for this um, is from? Um, that's the the research that's out there right now that they've done with, and it's just I think it's a lot of it is um, what is presented, which is another reason why like I have the girls focusing on like business and government because those are things that set the rules and the standards mm-hmm. for by which we it goes back to society like this is what this is what is right, this is what is normal, this is what you should look like those kinds of things those are the people who are businesses they're the ones who are creating this is what the these are the products that are being done this is how right it's being right marketed. right this is what's in the magazine and so that being 
reflected back to them and they don't see themselves in it. So then that's when you start to feel a little less than. For women, I think what happens then is that, and I think we need to maybe be a little bit better about sharing this part, because at least for me, as much as upfront and in person to people, I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. Right. In the back of my head, You're it's like, a loop that's going. This is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yes. Oh my god, who do I think I am? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god yes. It's like I'm having an orgasm over here. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think that's that's part of yes. the, like we're. Ref- but here's the, like that's where I want to start taking the time of like no, because we're reflecting that out there of just kind of like whoa, I'm a badass. All of this kind of stuff, and that's but what you they're know what? seeing. And they're everybody not goes the through that. Everybody goes through that right. because even the most successful person Absolutely. struggles with a little bit. I call it a think that's inside your back oh. of your brain going. No, you know what? No one's going to like that. And exactly. so, um, gosh, you know, now you're making me think. There, this is a good time to do perhaps um, a workshop on your core or your self-esteem um your self-struggles because without the stories let me put it this way the stories that we're most embarrassed about mm-hmm. are the stories that we need to share right. because those are the ones that are going to help that generation or help someone else who's sitting there going oh my god me too i didn't know that yeah. you know like the kindergarten with the art now right. like we're nerdy girls i really right. do think psychologically that's where nerdy girls was born born it was burned. It was burned. It was burned out in the country. Where are you from? <laughs> where are you, where are you from? It was born. It was born there on that day when that yeah. lady told you that you weren't. Oh my God. Oh, and you know what? She's dead by now, I'm sure. Oh, I got- <laughs> I'm so wicked. I hope not because She's- I really want her to see, like, ha. Look, um, look what I'm doing, Miss Teacher. Exactly. But I mean, with that, I think there is, I heard it um, on, a, on a podcast. <laughs> Uh, described as tribal confidence. You have self-confidence. A lot of us have, oh. we start off with the self-confidence, but then we go out and we present, we show, we expose ourselves out right. there to the tribe. Right. And then they're like, who the hell, hell are do you, you think, think you exactly? are? That's trash. Nobody's going to like that. No. And then you shrink back because you haven't, you haven't gotten no, that validation No, you need to come back, back. with even more vengeance. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have a, a friend, I'm name dropping him here, um, Steve Martinez of New Creative, uh, we had a meeting and he said, you know, I know you had a, I had a soft launch here and it was raining and cold that night and we had uh, a small amount of people show up. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I still posted yeah. that on social media. I'm Absolutely. not I'm not like Tony Robbins or anybody famous like that, but I love to show the messy transition or the messiness of the progress. And yeah. most people are embarrassed to show that mess. Wow. And then you can't be because if you're especially when you have a younger generation that you're dealing with mm-hmm. looking up to you and they're going to like, well, Miss Christina, she's, she don't care. She's going to do that anyway. Yeah. So what if that happened and it didn't work? You find another way to exactly. make it, to make it work. I know. And that's so. like, that was one of the things that, um, so I used to teach seventh grade and I taught seventh grade science. And so how long were you a teacher? Um, I was a teacher. I was in education for 16 years. Um, yeah. You got stories. Dude. Um, so one of the things that I would work on with the students is that they never wanted to raise their hand and give the wrong answer. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's what I loved about teaching science is that because are you kidding me? All of the fantastic things that we have today, yeah, absolutely. a lot of them are because I'm like penicillin oh. for the love of God. It was mistake. That's a mistake. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many mistakes that turned in. I'm like WD-40, silly putty, all of that kind of they stuff. They didn't want to look cool. foolish. Yeah. So I'm like, 
you have to get through the wrong answers to get to the right answer. So you giving me a wrong answer is nothing more than like, okay, we can take that off the list of possibilities. That's not it. That's getting you closer to the right answer. Exactly. Simply. But it's it's that whole. Do you know what like, though? Other teachers aren't like I that. I think though too that starts from home. Yes. Because right mm-hmm. now, um, you know, I have an older son who's twenty seven, and I still have my one little monkey left at home. He's mm-hmm. ten. He'll be eleven. Um, He's got more. The younger one has more self-esteem yeah. at 11 than I'd had when I was 20. And it's because Mama Bear is always telling him, I mean, I talk to him like a little adult. Right. I don't sugarcoat stuff. And so it helps because kids can be so mean and oh. you don't want to raise your hand. And so, you know, right. uh, yeah, that's what we, we did. Just a great story. It was one of his friends came crying and to that house he's like what happened he's like oh my so-and-so told me that my face looks like acid was poured on me <gasps> which it did he's a uh, cute little boy and he started crying yeah, and so i told zachary you know what that little you know what he should have said like and so guess what <laughs> happened the very next day he's in school in the playground and he this little girl came up to him and she said oh zachary you're ugly and he goes and then Right. And she didn't know what to say. Exactly. It stops when it, pop that balloon, pop man. Pop that balloon. And yep. so was it being a little bit of a smart ass? Yes. Yeah. Was it being a little bit, hey, I, what you said doesn't, you know. Yeah. But I think it starts at home. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, there's there's a lot. And that's, that's something that um, when I'm working with women, like I really try to get us to um, look at things. Um, and that's like what the talk show is a little bit about, too, is like trying to kind of like um, – what I say, shine a light on some of the unconscious biases that we have and, and things that it's like we, a lot of times we are telling our daughters, um, you can do anything, you can be anything you want. And then, which is great. However, they also are watching what we're doing. Yes. And so when our actions are conflicting with what we're telling them, they're, they're going more towards what we're actually practicing, but then also they're watching you. They're watching yeah. us. And well, not only that, but then we're not really like you can do anything you want to. But then as soon as they go out into society and society says, no, no, not really. Um, they're not equipped. <laughs> they're not equipped to no. deal with it. So it's like teaching them those tools of like, how do you deal with that adversity? This is going to happen. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And so it's and just, it is funny how you mentioned that. I tell my kid the opposite. You cannot become anything and do everything. <laughs> this is where you can be a super badass at your factory instilled gifts. Nice. So that's that's what you have to look at. Everybody was born with factory instilled gifts. So that's where you can do anything and be right. anything with those things. Because let's face it, nobody in my family is built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we right. can't be Mr. America physically. Right. But is he good at this? Is he good at that? And so you look at it and that's where you tell him you can be anything. And in, in, with those skills, no stopping you. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm well, so like excited. That, like you can also take your twist on it because like I used to think mm-hmm. like that I wanted to be the next Barbara Walters. Like seriously, I was like, oh cool. I was like yes, I went to college for journalism Baba and everything Walla. like that. And just oh my god, can I tell you? Like I had my took my first journalism class. Was the editor in chief of the college newspaper. Hated every second of it. And so like, why? So why did you? Why did you hate it? Was it, was it? Just, it was it was a lot of managing people that I didn't want to do. Um, oh. Yeah, and so I walked away from that. I okay. mean, again, it took me on the path that I'm on and where I'm at today, so I'm very grateful for that. However, in but I've started my own talk show. Yes. So, so yes, what? Right. you in are. In my own way, way, I have become my own little Barbara Walters. So see, way, I'm so. looking back, kindergarten, yep. speed bump, the school, what was it, yearbook? Uh, right, uh, college, yeah. College, college, newspaper, the college yeah. newspaper. So I have this somewhere I wrote, we are rarely 
beginning from scratch when you're so used to yeah. beginning something the more you stop and and start and stop and start but the key mm-hmm. is not to stop it's exactly. you've got to keep going the more um skills you're going to have and mm-hmm. the more i would rather talk to somebody who knows how to start a digital magazine because they failed at all these other parts of it but they right. had success with it versus Someone who d- had never failed at anything because it's like, wait a minute, this is well, unrealistic. You failed at stuff. You're just not letting people know. I'm sorry. Everybody's failed. Oh, you, absolutely. You yeah. don't come out of the womb being an expert. No, you just nobody don't. does. Yeah. You just don't. You have to have that. Yeah. Um, so how can people find out more about Nerdy Girls or what's the next level for Nerdy Girls as far as, I know you've got the, well, the magazine. Oh, what's the name of the magazine? The magazine is Lead Her Ship. So Lead Her Ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the after school programs. We've got the after school programs. We've got the summer camps. And the summer camps. Find out about all of that. You just go to nerdygirlsuccess.com. So nerdy girls um, success. Oh, nerdy girl, girl is singular. Oh, okay. So yeah. nerdygirlsuccess.com, um, and I'll make sure I put that in my post on there. Um, what yeah, because nerdy girls will take you to a porn site. Don't do that. Oh my. <laughs> Well, it'd be like that lady was talking about. You can be anything you want, and look what she can. Here you go. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, So, what's next for you in your chapters of uh, endeavors? Because you're so creative. Like, what else is coming up? So, we've got um, so we've got summer camps. I've got the women's conference on Friday doing those kinds of things but then um, in addition to nerdy girl success mm-hmm. there is also a little um, well I want to don't ever diminish it so I have a company because I love paper products I love office supplies oh. so um, so we have nerdy girl supplies and right so I am currently working with a business coach she and I are collaborating on awesome a workbook planner mm-hmm. um, combo thing and so it'll be out for 2020 and so it'll be a nice little planner thing so we're working on we actually have the guts done we're just trying now working on finding the printer for the it. printer and for it nerdy girl supplies a portion of the planner sales mm-hmm. goes towards um the programs that we do in nerdy girl success so, so that that's that's the gym right there everything goes toward that mm-hmm. little thing that you're working on it's a yeah. big thing actually i can see this now is this only in houston at this time what currently, do you see okay currently it's in houston so the um what I call the BHAG or the Vomit Goals. Um, mm-hmm. BHAG, for those of you who don't know, is Big Hairy Audacious Goals. <laughs> is that, and we are, Nerdy Girl Success is starting in Houston just because that's where I'm at, obviously. Right. But then the next phase would be to be in like Austin, Dallas area. But then the lifelong goal of it is for Nerdy Girl Success to be a national nonprofit. Oh, it'll it'll get there. It just it just like I, I said, it just it takes in my lifetime. <laughs> no, it will get there. It yeah. just takes a lot of hard work, and yeah. that's another ingredient that um, I'm sure you can attest to this as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. It is not eight to five, and then at five o'clock, you know, the whistle blows and you clock out and you go home. No, it's right. whatever it takes, and. For anybody out there who's listening, who's considering a side hustle or to even start their own business, can you give us any tips on that? Um, I've had people who've asked, like, I don't really know what I want to do. How do you know what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it was stops and starts because when I left education, it was to join my husband in the videography company. Okay. Um, and that blossomed into me being a virtual assistant. So I got to learn a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually got to the point where, like, I had a team. Like, I got big and I had a team. Oh, wow. And then I was like, I absolutely hate this. Oh, wow. Um, but it, so it's the thing that I'm... What is it that you didn't like? I didn't like managing people. I just didn't. I don't uh, like. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. like managing. And again, I'm going to be an executive director. So I'm like, I know eventually, but I think it's within doing this that I love because it's the. So what I tell people is like, 
it's looking for and finding that thing that you can't stop doing. Oh, you gosh, can't stop yeah. Thinking about it. You can't yes. stop doing it. So and, that, just, and you don't even look yeah, at the clock. You're like, exactly. oh, my God, it's. it's just, or it's been. Yeah. been mm-hmm. I mean, I, there was a point where I was um, part of a competition kind of thing where I had an advisor who really had me questioning what I was doing. And okay. essentially, like, I don't see the need for. Again, go figure. It was a guy, and I get it. That from your perspective, you don't understand the need for it potentially, but you know, there's not a need for this. And who do you think you are? And like, you you know, if you do that, if you do a nonprofit, you're going to have to write grants. Do you know how to write grants? Grant writing's hard. And blah. it might have just like been that, that individual. Right. Uh, oh, it was totally that individual. Yeah. It totally was. That's why it's kind of like I know that it's. It sounds. It's just again, I, I can understand where he didn't understand the need for it. But he again, was just was projecting. Was he was just, projecting his insecurity right. about that on you. But for yeah. me, but then it's kind of like it had me doubting and stuff like that. So there were a lot of times where I was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe I just, maybe there really isn't a need for. It. There's already programs, you know. There's Girls Inc. There's Girl Scouts. There's already those things going on. So maybe there really is. Girl, a you need to call me. I'm having. A, we'll just call What's it a fuck it moment. No, Mom, do it. Here's the thing. Yeah. Though, I said like it's for me, sweet. it was like, like no. So I would go to bed at night and be mm. kind of like down or whatever. But here's the thing is that like the next morning, I'm like, all right, what's the next thing I got to do? I'm like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Then like, you knew that exactly. that was it. That so was that is, was the thing. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be more than a passion and a purpose. I can't even explain it. And then there's another side to it that um, there has to be income coming into it. I know right. somebody told me, oh, you know, this is a... Uh, faith-based I'm like no because faith-based don't pay the bills Um, this is the value I'm bringing you this is the cost and no haggling and so that took me as a a business owner you know of the Zapata group that took me a while a long while to Mm -hmm. know this is the price this is what I do Um, if you can't pay it then move on and go find somebody else cheaper and so I think and that happens to men and women though too absolutely not just women Um, and that's when you start realizing you've you're grown and you take it up another level. Right. So for anybody out there, what is your advice on that? Do you have any tips on that? So I had an experience um, starting out. Um, so I, I was meeting with a prospective client and I'm very confident in the skills that we had for the videography and everything. And so I'm, I'm hitting home like, I know that we can do this, that, and the other thing. And then he asked, of course, the dreaded question, how much is this going to cost? And that's where I got really uneasy. Ah. Um, and so, you know, it's just not very, that's where the confidence fell down. And so, you know, short, long or the short of it, he, you know, decided not to uh, go with us. And when he got up to leave, I would just, and I was surprised even that I did it. I asked him like, so can I just ask you just for feedback? I'm like, I'm not trying to talk you into it. Just, could you tell me why? Uh-huh. You know, what was it? What and was it? He said, he said, honestly, your lack of confidence in your pricing gave what? me pause yes. to have confidence in right. you. And so it really, so that's really, so that was one but, of the things, so like having confidence in your pricing and, and staying firm with it and being okay with that. But then with that leads me to like one of the things that like, and there's uh, research and studies that show that like when it comes to men and women and negotiating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. women are better negotiators for other people than they are for themselves. And so when you're trying to negotiate, like if you're wanting that raise, you want that promotion and you're negotiating, the kind of the hat for like to women to kind of think about and put in is how are you, how is your value that you're going to be doing a right. benefit to the, the company. company? So like you're advocating then for the company rather than just, just for, for yourself. yourself. Or even if you're thinking about like advocating for your family, your family needs that income for whatever. Right, but when right. you're talking to them, it's like 
just putting that spin on it and having that confidence. I, I had that experience a long yeah. time ago, and I learned something, um, and I can't remember where I learned it because I read a lot and listen to other podcasts and mm-hmm. you know uh, re- do research. Uh, well, I don't do that much research. I should, but <laughs> I remember um, selling um, a social media package to mm-hmm. somebody, and it was a small social media package, and telling them this is the price. It's twelve hundred, and right. the first thing out of her mouth was a woman. Twelve hundred—that's a lot of money. And I, this is how I did it. I said, "That's a lot of money." You, you like a ping pong, right. and she's like, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, well, here, go ahead and sign here and here, so we can get started." So, do you see what I did? Yeah. I didn't say, "Oh, I'm going to discount it." Right. I, I asked her the question. She just, it, she, she didn't say, "No, I can't buy it." Right. No, I can't afford it. It was a remark. Right. That's a lot of money. So how I wind up closing it, and I told her, you know, if you make if you make your decision not to, to go with this, when you leave my door, you're going to have the same problem you walked in with. You're not going to have your problem fixed. So I just want to let you know that. Right. And she's like, you're right. So she did it. But if it wasn't for that comeback, and again, I learned from somebody else's right. success, that's how you answer those. I mean, right. those are closing the sale. And actually... We have to close the sale every day on something. Yes, um, whether absolutely. you're inviting somebody to be on your podcast or you're inviting your friend be, to go to lunch with you, that's a sale. Right, absolutely. And I don't think people look at it that way. And just a, just a little side note, like the way that you advocated for that is you advocated on her behalf. You are still going to have that problem when you walk out the door. Right. So hitting her like where, so you're advocating essentially for her. Right. And again, it's, and it's she's, just, she, yeah. she's like, really? You know, I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they just don't. But yeah, I mean, the trial and error, you know, it's just trial well, we, and error. Too many times we buy into their stories. Yeah. And we do because somebody, they're, cause they're going to hit you with it. I mean, yeah. that, like, that was the reason why, like, <laughs> you know, my husband and I, like, that was the reason why I was that part of the business is because my, he's so sweet. He will buy every story that anybody is selling him. And so he would discount prices. And things Here comes like Christina. <laughs> I got bills too. I know. Like, yeah, play that. Exactly. Yes. Like, your, your story is not going to pay my mortgage. And so, <laughs> did you tell him that? I mean, no, no, no I'm thinking that, that. Those were conversations that my husband and I had, but not with. Dude, that's that totally been. a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Your story. No, as an author, my writer. Like, <laughs> no, don't say that. Yeah. Oh God. But just you know, yeah. we do that though. We we buy into that, and those stories are going to come at you to, in an effort to get you to discount it. And it's just kind of like you've got to stand. You can do one of two things. You can stand firm with your price, knowing that that's the value that you're bringing. Right. And it's not. Just just, oh, I saw somebody um, post this on Facebook the other day. It's like, I know that the reason why it took me only 30 minutes to do it is the 25 years of experience that I have. Exactly. You know, so, so yeah, I can whip this rocking. out. Exactly. Right, right, So you're right. not buying my 25 minutes. You're buying my 25 years of experience. Ooh, and that's what that price that's is. A good, that's a good so story that, to sell. Um, yeah. use, and it's, it's in the phraseology that we use. Like, this is an investment. This isn't a cost. This isn't a fee. This is an investment mm-hmm. in the success of your business. Right. It's going to fix um, your problem. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. I had another friend of mine who she said, look, you, you take um, take how much you want to get paid. And she's like, that's your bottom. That is your, you're not going to take anything less than that. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she says, so then what I want you to do is I want you to add 55% to it. Additional. Exactly. And she's like, and then that is the rate that you present to them. She says, this way you've got a little bit of wiggle room so it looks like you've got the ability to like you're being yeah yeah. 
Yes, yeah. of course. Okay, I understand that that investment's a little bit too much for you for right now. So we can bring this down. Like this, we'll take off this service or whatever. But then, and we can bring it down. This or maybe a la carte, make exactly. it an a la carte. But she was like, then that way she says, she says every time I have ever mm-hmm. done that, she said I always end up making way more than what my cutoff point was. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. So this conversation that we're having, this would be a great. Um, platform for these young women mm-hmm. young girls to hear yeah because they're going to come back with oh you know i don't know because you know when you're young you're you don't know and right. you're not have that you may not have that experience some of us may um so are you gonna have talks like this for the girls in the future we do so like a um, table talks yeah table talk oh i do like that idea. table talks so what i do um within the after school programs what we do is we have there are days when there are activities kind mm-hmm. of thing where they're learning some skills and there are other days when we have women who are coming in and talking with the girls about this is what it takes to do this and this is these are the experiences that i have and this is this is the path this is the messy path yes. that led me from point a to point b and sharing that with them so that way they can see and this is even how like um when i had the the um the chemist come and talk to the girls and everything. She talked about the fact that, because again, a lot of science classes are male dominated, especially like when you got into college and everything, mm-hmm. male dominated. And so and you're in a group. Now you've got to do that dreaded group project or whatever. Right, right. Or the male teacher. Oh, that's another story for you. You know what um, I hated about group projects? Mm-hmm. There's always, is that the 80-20%, the 80-20 rule. There's like yeah. 80% of the people in the group aren't going to do shit. Right. 20% of the people in the group are going to kick ass at it. Right. And there's always that one person, male or female, that right. just, they, they don't, don't do anything. They don't do anything. Right. But yeah, it's a group okay. effort and it's like, you, you didn't do anything. You just showed up. You know, uh, you brought the poster board. Okay. Know, right? <laughs> See, and I'm like, I had a, like I was, cause I was one who did group projects or whatever. Cause I, I believe in like kids having to learn how to work together. Anyways, but there's, there's ways that you can do rubrics to like account for that. Mm-hmm. So that not everybody in the group gets the same grade. Um, but anyway, so, um, so they, they do the, the women come in and they share mm-hmm. those experiences and teach the girls like, this is how, um, you can deal with that. This is the way to have that stamina, to have that determination and, right. and, and everything. So that way they can hear from lots of women who have been there, done that. Right. Um, so yeah, we do we do that a lot. That's so good. That's yeah. important. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you were Thanks. here today. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we can... I mean, we told us a little bit about your personal with your, your mom and your grandma and then your new endeavors coming up. Yeah. And is it too early to say what are the plan? Oh, you did say you have a journal, uh, no, a planner, planner coming in 2020. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What's the big picture for Nerdy Girls? So for Nerdy Girls success, I mean, again, obviously we're starting here local, but again, moving out to um, having, and I don't know how it works in a, in a nonprofit, and that's okay that I don't know how it works yet. <laughs> You'll figure um, it out. You'll figure exactly. it out. Exactly. So like branching out and having um, into, you know, the bigger cities here in Texas, mm-hmm. and then it eventually being it being nationwide. I mean, I really do have those plans of that, but then within here in Houston, the next thing, the next phase with those um, summer camps and after school programs I have is that we will actually be launching businesses um here locally we will take um so i've got that girlpreneur camp this year right so, right um probably hopefully next year but probably not for another two years we'll have one where it's with college age girls who yes. have a business that they want to get launched and so having them working on with advisors on creating that business plan creating their pitch and actually having 
committed investors. So then it becomes like a little bit of a shark tank where, but they ah. each one of the, unlike shark tank where they, they may or may not invest in anybody who comes and pitches. And right. Them, those investors are committed to selecting one of the maybe 20 that comes up there. Maybe I have five investors, 20 girls are presenting. Right. Each one of them is committed to finding one of them to invest in and help nurture and launch that business here in the Houston area. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, oh. And again, then that becomes you know, then we move and we move, do that. Move and grow. You know, yeah. Are you looking for sponsorships right now yes. for your mat? Not for no, everything. The mat for everything. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, we're going to have to go out and knock on doors for that. We have Just, connections. Yeah, but That's I mean, good. there's um, sponsorships for the talk show, sponsorships for the podcast, for the summer camps. The summer camps. Yeah. And, you know, people I need. need sponsors. Yeah. yeah. People need their kids in summer camps. I mean, when yeah. you're working. It's where you put your kid. Yeah, you know, exactly. Many people don't realize that. They just you have your kid has to go somewhere while you're at work working, you right. know, nine to six or, or eight to five or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So like the summer camps are, um, we've got a, a major. We have two big sponsors right now, and um, we've got Tech Space. Okay. Um, that's here in Houston. They are the location sponsors. So that where that's where the camps are going to be. I'm okay. Really excited about. It. We did it last year. We're doing it again this year. It's a fantastic facility. And then we've got the West Chase Community District Fund, who has helped sponsor, give some money to help with some funding. So like now, it's the big part of it is the kids. I can't believe how much junior high school kids eat. Oh my word! <laughs> um, I was like floored the very first year that I did it. I'll never forget. Like I you can't have, like, just a give basket. them some like little what do you call those goldfish and a little know, right? And they're happy with it. Like I no. remember, like I set out and I so in my, thinking in my head, I'm like I've got this little basket, and those little granola bars and that kind of stuff. So it's the first day. And we've just sat down. It's like I, I set the little basket down. I'm like, okay, so you know, like when you, you need a snack or whatever, you know, it's, it's there. No, they'll Feel eat like free. four granola bars. Oh, my God. I turn my back and I turn around and like the basket was empty. I was like, oh, my God. That was supposed to last us a week. <laughs> so it's gone. They'll, it was yeah, gone. So, they'll yeah, eat, yeah, it was just kind of. So that was a. So, yeah. So I need like meal sponsors. So for restaurants this, for maybe or something. Yeah, okay. So anybody out there who has a restaurant or a business that would like to help you, yeah. where can they, where can, let's, let's kind of wrap this up. Where can yeah, they reach you? Again, Nerdy Girl Success com or you can email me at christina at nerdygirlsuccess.com okay the phone number is 954 nerd girl so oh you got it all like, covered with cute so girls. 954-637-3475 give me a call absolutely repeat it one more time for everybody 954-637-3475 there you so go that's nerd girl nerd girl i love it well i thank you Thanks. for being here thank you so much for having um, me um i think it was cool you have to come back again I'd after summer we got to see how things are rolling with the yeah. program and and it is like like i said when you have a podcast i'm having more fun having guests on i did yeah. the first you know 18 <laughs> podcasts on my own um in the rain in the dark in here now it's like oh i'm bringing people on and, and that was the whole purpose of you know middle finger happiness podcast to come on is it's got so much meaning and i really thank you for being here today thank you so much for having me i really appreciate you it have to come back again well this is yeah. sharon lisa Bata saying bye-bye if you want to reach me um or middle finger happiness um at gmail let me just re rephrase that middle finger happiness at gmail.com that's where you can reach me and i want to say thank you to um emails that i have received recently Yes, there's more coming. Um, we are doing this twice a week. I think that's why it's growing fast. I'm not doing it once a week. It's consistently now twice a week. And thank you, Apple, <laughs> for approving us. <laughs> iTunes, finally. Um, you guys have a great weekend coming up. Take care. Peace out.